You're now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Tonight, we're going to be talking all things SummerSlam. We're going to be talking the WWE Championship picture. We're going to be talking a possible Shield reunion. We're going to be talking about... um, Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. We're also begun, going to be going over the G1 New Japan Tournament tonight on Bam from Ringside. Rabbit fever, middle of the night. I'm a believer, down for a fight. Hello, Marks, and welcome to another week of Band from Ringside Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Bill. I forgot what my AKA was. Oh, wait, your baby mama jobber, (laughs) Maggie. To my right, as always, is Zach Tubir Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Not a lot, Bill. Uh, I like the the name, lost a little bit of its luster. Why? Because I forgot it? Yeah. I know, man. I'm getting old. Uh, and to his right, as always, is Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? I, I'm hoping that wasn't an indirect shot at your boy. It wasn't. No, I have a friend okay. of mine. I have a friend of mine named Vice who sends me AKAs every week, and I look at them, and I go over them, and I... No, I was talking more about the age portion. No, I just forgot. I forgot what my name was, and I actually am getting old, so I forgot what my AKA was supposed to be this week, <laughs> but it is your baby mama jobber, <laughs> which I, I if like If you could have executed, it would have been sweet. Shout out to my dog, Vice. Hey, guys, uh, there is a ton of stuff to talk to this week. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out uh, here. We're here at Shock City Studios in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, the city's best and only, only wrestling podcast that we know of. So uh, <laughs> definitely the best, duh, definitely the best. So uh, without further ado, we're gonna get to our three counts. So uh, hey, JCB, what's up with our one count? One count, we're going to do uh, the AJ, KO, Shano triangle from uh, SmackDown this week. No real action, not a match, but definitely a uh, a nice five, ten minute promo. Basically running Shane down as why he shouldn't be the special guest referee at their SummerSlam uh, U.S. title match. That was fun. Yeah, it uh, brought back some some clips I forgot about, especially the one with... uh, Stone Cold and Mankind. Yeah, where Stone Cold was pinning Mankind and Shane ran in as the guest ref, counted to two, and then held it back up for three. And basically, my man Kevin Owens says, This is why he should not, this is why you should not trust him as a guest referee. That was here, by the way, the Deadly Game Survivor Series. Is that true? True story. Were you there? Yep. How old were you? This was 90. It was 98 or 99. Nine, oh, let's go 98-25. You were there, huh? It was at yeah. Scott Trade or probably Savas at that time? Probably Savas at the time. We were in the upper bowl. And um, so Kevin Owens cut the promo about why Shane is unreliable and, as a referee. And God bless. This is the the beauty of KO. Not only does he get does he cut a great promo, he runs down uh, Toronto, Bret Hart, within minutes after that, but then gets to his point and makes a good yeah. point. Shane McMahon is probably the least of the people that you want at this point because he has no credibility. At a drop of a dime, and I can't remember what the second clip was, 
at a drop of a dime, he can turn on you, and he will turn on you. He yes. played that crowd masterfully. What was really weird is Cena comes out at the beginning and gets cheers from a Canadian crowd, and <laughs> the Canadian KO comes out, and they both had a Montreal Screwjob reference. Yes. Uh, KO's was way more clever. Yes. It was fantastic, yeah. and he just totally turned it around, and you know the Canadian's getting booed by Toronto, and... Cena's getting cheered. I don't was, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was my favorite part of WWE programming this week was when KO got them in his back pocket by saying it wouldn't be the first time a McMahon had screwed a famous Canadian and then said, they, they but unlike screaming. Bret Hart, Brett. unlike Brett. Bret Hart, actually, did, he, unlike me, Bret Hart actually deserved it. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, but he so let it sit there. It was yeah. so good. He let yeah, it sit there for about 20 he, seconds. He let the crowd get into it, marinate into it, because, yeah, Brett got screwed. Brett but got screwed. Him his way hey, he Brett turns screwed right Brett. All right. Yeah. That's the party line. <laughs> so they have their uh, go back and forth, and they showed why uh, neither one of those, those guys should trust Shane because Shane and AJ have a history that's only about four months old. Yeah, and it, and it was, uh, I won't say bitter, but, you know, it, it kind of got a little aggressive towards the uh, their WrestleMania match. Ends up where the segment ends where Shane gets in the middle of AJ and KO scuffling. KO punches AJ and then AJ Paley kicks accidentally Shane. And now you have KO once again being the puppeteer. You know, I'm I'm basically running this whole segment. And yeah. I'm getting things the way I want it. Yes. And now it brings back, okay, can you trust Shane? Does Shane is Shane gonna be mad at because AJ inadvertently kicked him? I mean it Shane brings a wild card element to what has been an okay feud, in my opinion. I would say that the feud has been uh, below expectations. I yeah, think. just because of the way it's been booked. We talked about that last week. Yeah, we week. talked about it last week. It's overbooked. Um, so... I do know that when I get punched in the face, my first thing is I turn around and I pay late kick. <laughs> I mean, I would just love to have somebody in wrestling do a Pele kick like that where nobody's standing behind him. Right. Just, just, so it looks just like, kicked in the air. Yeah. No, no reason. Looks to like he's lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it just, like I said, hopefully they just, they give them the time. If this is going to be five hours. Okay. Six, six whatever. I'm saying five as total bell to bell main program, main roster. Yeah. I'm not talking pre show. If it's going to be five hours, then that's fine. Give them the time that they need so they can tell this, what's probably going to be the end of this story. Because at some point, I would assume they're going to transition to Shane Owens. Owens. So then they have to go one way, AJ has to go another way. This is probably going to be the end of this feud. So give him the time. Let him tell the story. Wrap it up. Put it in the bowl. And let's move on. Zach, early thoughts on what do you think is going to happen? We're going to have our SummerSlam predictions next <laughs> week, everybody. <laughs> but early thoughts on where do you think they're going? Or I mean, what's the point of putting Shane in the as the guest referee in the SummerSlam match for what uh, looks to be the blow-off match for AJ versus KO? Uh, I think just like JCB said, the only reason is for them to spin this into a different program. They can thoroughly write off the AJKO feud, which has been going on for quite a while, and they can insert Shane into a feud with KO, and really, like I've said before on the pod and on Twitter and stuff, when you are in the match with Shane McMahon, you are 
special to the company. Like they don't just throw you in a match with Shane McMahon. So this will further solidify KO as a legit company dude. I just want to uh, reiterate that I think Kevin Owens is the uh, the best guy going right now in WWE. He is the best heel promo. He's the most natural out there. He has the best matches. He's my favorite guy. I just want to say that one more time. Hey, I'm wearing the merch, baby, so you know how I feel. Oh, yeah, I should point that out. The JCB is wearing the new Face of America shirt from Kevin Owens. He's pointing at his face. He's pointing at his face wearing an Uncle Sam hat. Uh, We'll we'll take a picture of it and put it up on uh, uh, Band from Ringside on Facebook and uh, BFR Pod on Twitter. Um, But that will bring us to our two count. And two beer. What's our two count? Uh, two count is going to be the injuries from this week. We've got Bailey and Scott Dawson, both yeah. of which are, I'm a big fan of both of them. Mm-hmm. I know Bailey's a little bit of a polarizing figure when it comes to the Smarks, at least whenever I read on the internet, but yeah. I still think she's one of the best wrestlers the WWE has. I mean, her mic skills, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who don't have good mic skills that don't get shit on it as hard as Bailey does. Uh, the fans are behind her. She's a quintessential baby face, and she's, even though she might have been pushed a little too early and got that raw belt a little bit too early, she was on her way back, and she had some momentum going, and then she gets in the ring with Nia Jax, which can spell doom for a lot of folks. Nia's, at this point, you can't argue she's an unsafe worker. Mm. I mean, she just... She's She's right, though. I mean... She doesn't catch people in high spots. She's, you know, rough around the edges, I like her. I think she has potential, but at the same time, she ends up in a lot of these situations, and you can only have so many of these situations before you start getting called out. So this one in particular, she threw Bailey down. Bailey separated her shoulder. Didn't look like too much of her fault. Just looked like a bad fall on Bailey's part, and she rolled out of the ring. And But the rest of the match, immediately after... Bailey's obviously not just selling. Like I knew she was injured watching that match, and then... Nia goes for a fucking tiger suplex. Yeah. I mean, like, read the situation. Like, listen to the ref. Like, she had to know that she was hurt. Don't do a tiger suplex, even if that's what you guys agreed on beforehand. Fucking improvise. And I feel like that only exacerbated the situation. Um, Scott Dawson, uh, I'm a huge revival mark. We just got off of a Dash Wilder broken jaw. It's a huge bummer that Scott Dawson is now going to be the one that's going to the leave them out. Torn bicep? Torn bicep. Rupture, bicep, torn bicep, depending on what they want to do. If they want to do surgery, he'll be out longer. That fucks up SummerSlam plans, though. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and he's not going to do a Tanahashi because the WWE is not New Japan, so he's not just going to wrestle for six months on a torn bicep. No. no. But, uh, <laughs> but like, that that fucks up SummerSlam worse than the Bailey thing does because the when Bailey got hurt, and we'll get back to her promo on Monday in a second, but when Bailey got hurt, it it's kind of easy. They can plug in either Nia Jax or Sasha to face Alexa Bliss because, I mean, in my mind, either one of those would have been a better option than Bailey. They should probably put Bailey on the on the cooler for a couple months anyway just to let her uh, come back for something else. But um, the, the revival, sorry, the revival injury fucks it up because it looks like we were going with revival versus the Hardys. At SummerSlam, sure. and and if the revival can't fight, then the Hardys are Sans' partner at SummerSlam, unless they make it another 
Triple threat match. <laughs> we know Christ. Bill likes threesomes. Yeah, no sure. <laughs> I think everybody does. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. married. <laughs> what the fuck's my ring? I'm married, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the look at my face I'm like, ooh, you ain't got your ring on. Um it which is I don't know which is worse or which is more damaging. Bailey, like you said, was on the comeback and maybe she should have been on the cooler a little longer but I mean now you know we were on this nice little redemption story where she was you know stacking up wins and I didn't want to agree with two beer until you sold it like that the initial injury was bad enough but then like you said you got to read the situation overall I like Nia Jax I think she has potential but this is where she made a bad situation worse by continuously throwing her on said bad shoulder. I get it. It makes sense. It makes it look a little more real. Like you always say, wrestling is best presented when it looks like an athletic event, but you could tell she was hurt. You can't do stuff like that. Now with the revival, yeah, we're going to get with the, they're going to get with the Hardy boys and start this program again. Maybe. No, that's what was going to happen. Dean and uh, basically it's been the Shield versus Shane. Yeah, but what happens if the rival doesn't come back for three months? Do you think they're just going to pick up right where they left off? No, you can't. You can't. It just, like I said, we, when the word comes out, we'll figure it out and go from there. That was going to be the start of this feud, the Revival versus the Hardys. That doesn't necessarily hurt the Hardys that much. It hurts the Revival more because they're the team that needs to push. They're the team that needs to be Absolutely. exposed yeah. to the common fan or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, uh, Bailey hurts, Revival hurts more in my opinion. I think that um yeah, I, I would agree also that Bailey hurts, Revival hurts more unless you think about it in the way that the women's division is really only 6 individuals on SmackDown and Raw. I think that we might be bearing the lead a little bit here, which was the, uh, to me, it was kind of heartbreaking on Monday, the booze that Bailey was getting. It was so terrible. Why would you boo a, why would you boo a baby? No matter what you think, why Why, would you you boo a baby? Why do you think they booed her? There's the, there's the ultimate question. Booking, booking, I don't think I don't think it's anything personal against Bailey, but uh, I guarantee you that the individual standing in the ring takes it personally. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you could tell. Even Corey Graves was like Bizarro World. He started saying Bizarro World. Yeah, they said Toronto Bizarro World a couple times on Raw and SmackDown. The same way they do it on the night after Raw, just because they don't want the Gen Pop to think. That's the consensus. Yeah, this is the consensus. They want people to know that, you know, oh, Toronto's weird. The crowd is wrong. Right, exactly. Not that wrong in this case. But I will say, and I think I tweeted two beer about this, like, I was, like, kind of falling asleep that Monday night, and then I started thinking, like, why were they so mean to Bailey? It really kind of, I was kind of pissed <laughs> off at them. Yeah, Bill said, like, I don't even like her that much. I, I had a hard time going to sleep. I don't even like her that much. No, ultimately, it it's... It's not personal. She was against. thanking the fans. She was thanking the fans. It was a legit injury, and she was trying to cut a baby face promo. And like Two Beers said, she's not good on the mic, so we got to give her a little break on that. But, man, how you going to shit on this girl when she's trying to legit say, hey, I'm sorry this happened? How are you going to shit on anybody? I mean, like, I understand that, like, like it's a woman and not a man, and, like, we kind of— tend to uh, coddle them a little bit more. But how are you going to do this to anybody? Like, why would... Like, it's a baby face promo, you right. fucking assholes. Right. Hey, Toronto, 
Come at me. Yeah. Get, get with it. You're a cool city. I've been there, and it was pretty dope. But I mean, that was fucked up. Yeah, but, but, I was gonna say it. But don't at me. <laughs> don't at me. You can at me on this one. I don't care. <laughs> say, let me know. Fucking dicks, though. Yeah, that was no, terrible. It was, it was. It was. It really made me feel bad. I was. I'm not a huge Bailey Mark, but I know. In my heart of hearts, she has talent. The way that they just booed her, and you can, and it rattled her. And that was the one thing that I that you can't let you can't let them see you sweat. I thought I thought it she did, I thought she did pretty good actually. No. It would have rattled me a lot more. I'm not saying look. I'm not saying I would have done any better, but she, she acknowledged the fact that they were booing. Just cut the promo. Don't acknowledge it. Don't get unless you got something real cute to say. Just cut the promo. That's fair enough. Uh, and uh, unless you have anything else to say about that. No, outside of the fact that Nia still went over Emma. Wasn't that? It was Nia and Emma? I kind of spun no, through that. No, it was Sasha, Emma, and Alicia, Alicia Fox. versus yeah. Mickey, Dana Brooke, and Nia. Yeah, I feel like Nia still went over, which was weird. I feel like just give Emma a chance or somebody. like. No, we- you can't do it in that scenario. Man, Emma can she work. was in the th- yeah. she was in the three way with Sasha Banks. Now you know you just once said Bailey got some hurt, really great words there. <laughs> yeah, right. Once Bailey got hurt, you knew where this was going. Emma's as big. Emma's as gr- good of a worker as Sasha is, though. I have no doubt about no question about it. She's just now lost in the sauce. And again, just really great choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll bring us to our three counts. JCB, what's our three count? <laughs> three count, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit previewing uh, our bigger New Japan G1 tournament. But the biggest thing coming out of the G1 this weekend was what I call upset Saturday, which would have been Saturday morning, about 4.35 our time. Um, Okada takes his first clean pinfall loss against Juice Robinson. Now, I know we kind of... No, not Juice. Oh, it was evil. evil. I take evil. that back. Evil. Stiff Max, but, thank you for reminding me. Go ahead. No. Do you no, think- I was going to say, but there was another Juice Robinson upset. That was, yeah. It was, like you said, upset Saturday. Saturday. But yeah, that was uh, him and uh, Kenny Omega, which came before the evil um, Okada match. So I was already like, man, this is a huge upset. This is a huge upset. There's no way this is going to happen again. And it happened again. In back-to-back matches, you had two the biggest two stars in New Japan wrestling fall in consecutive matches. It's yeah, the craziest they, thing ever. They jobbed out. So what was what match did you like better, Two Beard? Did you like Omega versus Omega, Omega, Omega Juice Robinson or Omega versus Juice or Okada versus Evil? So we can get into this a little bit more in a minute, but I will say my biggest pop of the entire tournament was when Juice went over Omega. I jumped out of my fucking chair. Like, no doubt. Like, my wife thought that there was a spider or a scorpion or something. It was shit. awesome how he hugged Red Shoes after oh, he yeah. wanted to. Like, he was so hugging, happy. hugging the referee is pretty cool. He sold it, man. And then, and God bless him for it. It probably is the biggest win of his career. But oh, this, yeah. this is the culmination of this big long term where he, he hasn't racked up wins, but he's had solid performances. He's grinding through the knee injury, and now here's the biggest stage of his career, and he pulls off, at the time, the biggest upset of the tournament Yeah. until whatever it was 20 minutes later, and then you had the next biggest upset of the tournament. And like I said, Evil and, and Sonata, Juice Robinson, there's other guys I said where I figured they were mid-card guys. They've stepped up to where now I love you can Sonata's see, look. I love Sonata's look. Yeah, it's good. 
athletic as hell too. One of the best. Big, mean. Yeah, and yeah. He, he would do great in elsewhere. He would. No, no, he wouldn't. Yeah. No, Sonata? He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. You wouldn't like watching Sonata versus Sheamus. Do you know the how, Battle of the Mohawks? See, this is this, <laughs> <laughs> this is where you guys. I get it. This is the fancy booking part, and we all love it. But the, the key word in that sentence: booking. New Japan books one way, and it makes sense. Look at um, Michael Elgin. He beat he beat, uh, he beat Omega. Omega. He beat uh, Suzuki in this tournament. Somewhere down this line, he's going to get a title shot on or one both. of these, or both. He's going to get both. He'll get Should. a title shot. WWE wouldn't do this. WWE wouldn't have the big names in this. And the difference in the booking is really cool because you've got Elgin going over Omega, Omega going over almost everybody. You got Evil going over Okada. It's like the best part is it really is an athletic competition, and on any given night, anybody can get the best of anybody as long as they give the effort, and I love that. If I can play devil's advocate here, though, like uh, WWE gets a lot of criticism for their 50-50 booking for one guy goes over at the pay-per-view and then the next night another guy goes over and then our one raw Elias Samson will go over I'm still saying Samson and then the next week Finn Balor will go over <laughs> we saw it with Orton and I mean really having a round right. having a round robin tournament is kind of the ultimate 50-50 booking right I, I'm be- just playing devil's advocate like isn't it like do we do we shit on WWE too much because we watch because we watch every week and because we watch all the pay per views or at least we pay attention to it and then uh, I mean maybe might we have those same concerns if we watch enough New Japan if one year from now the three of us and Sam have watched New Japan for a full year and then we I mean couldn't we have those same criticisms. I think the fact that they don't do week to week themselves is a boon for their booking because they're going to have a month off after this G1. I mean, WWE is completely. They have a month off. Yeah, some of the guys will do some ROH stuff. I think um, Lij, you know, lost Gorillas Japan, uh, Naito, and those guys. They'll be in ROH. Yeah, they're doing uh, War of the Worlds, uh, Liverpool. I think it's the nineteenth, the twentieth, the same. Weekend of uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, but most of them will be in tag matches where they can at least try to heal up because, motherfucker, this is brutal. And I want to talk about that when we get into the G1 stuff, all the injuries that's going on. So, And what else is going on then? No, right. no time. So, no time like the present. No time like the present. Uh, so we've got just a rundown of basically this last week. We've got night 12, uh, August 2nd, we had Omega versus Evil. <laughs> uh, at this point, Omega's only loss was to Elgin. Uh Evil has been booked like something special. Like he's going to be a top guy in New Japan sooner rather than later. He's got a good finisher, man. His finisher's great and uh, it's protected. And I think if anything, you might need to turn down the gimmick a little bit to be. Yeah, I was saying to Jay, like when he came out in the Grim Reaper outfit. Fuck like, that, yeah. dude. That's that a little dude, much. I like it, but the, the scythe, like maybe if they like give him like. You know, a scythe that doesn't look like it came out of the general, you know, Dollar General or something. <laughs> it did. It, I mean, yeah. it really did look like it was out of Johnny Brock's the day after Halloween. <laughs> yes, on the clearance rack. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not uh, a but sponsor. There were two six table spots in this. You got Kenny stomping Evil through a table, uh, and then you've got Evil throwing them both through a table where Evil gets busted open in the eye, and then you get. Evil KO'd by a V-trigger. Legit KO'd. I mean, I was scared whenever I watched this thing. And 
he, you know, Kenny tries to get him up for the one wing angel, and he just can't even pick him up. I mean, yeah. he's they were watching that before he was we, fucked up before we came over here. He was, yeah, he was literally out on his feet, and it, as much as, and this is not a knock against Kenny Omega. I mean, God knows he's one of the top five wrestlers on the freaking planet. It that might need to be something they need to look at. Yeah, okay. he tried to pin him after that, but he was like underneath the ropes. Yeah, and I feel like Evil's just like fucked up. We're finishing it. What like, the he's such a badass. Yeah. Yeah, but he does the V trigger seven or eight times a match, and then I mean that's one guy. It's concussed. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm not rooting for concussions. Nobody is. But I'm saying Except that the NFL. But I'm saying that uh, no, they just don't necessarily downplay it all that much. <laughs> that didn't happen. They're anti concussions, but all their highlight films are just over and over, just dudes right. getting rocked. Right. But I mean, the V trigger. I mean, he probably gives if it's one concussion out of ten thousand V triggers. I honestly don't know how he does it. I, I mean, I watched three Kenny Omega matches today with the sound off, or with no. I mean, in between work and coming here with the sound on, and like the sound that it makes. I honestly don't. I watch well, it in slow I mean, motion. Obviously, he's hitting his hand on his leg, but it's still, pretty quick, it, though. Yeah, but still, and it's loud as fuck. Would you have Kenny Omega V-trigger a baby if Kim Jong-un didn't send a nuke to the U.S.? Mm. Is it baby Hitler? No. Then, yes. (laughs) (laughs) If it was baby Hitler, would you say no? Man, everybody always says, would you kill baby Hitler if you could? If you could go back time and kill baby Hitler? It's like, no, I'd love him and nurture him, and hopefully he wouldn't grow up and, you know, Holocaust Just give him a hug. (laughs) Holocaust anybody. (laughs) Oh. Go ahead, man. All right, mo- moving on. All right, we're at night 13. This is August 4th. Uh, we've got Nagata versus Abushi. Uh, Nagata is a legend. I mean, he won the G1 in 2001. That's 16 fucking years ago. That's the dude's 49 years old. He's still wrestling. He's, He's 49? 49. He's the oldest guy in the tournament? Absolutely. I did not know that. I and Kojima's coming up on him, but Nagata's the, definitely the oldest. And you can see, so we're talking injuries. He's hurting. And he's still putting on, I mean, the performance of a lifetime. His matches are great, but his back is obviously hurting. He's really just in a lot of pain, and you can tell. Guys are dropping like flies. You can, I mean, the, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like the attrition of the tournament is starting to show. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, shit, Ko- Kojima a little bit. Uh, who else? Uh, Okada had the the. Sh- neck thing going on oh, yeah. against Suzuki, Juice Robinson's knee. Everybody is, you know, breaking down as this term is going. That's what I think is another side story behind this. You can see the true physical toll that's being taken care of. And it helps WWE the story. would never do anything like this. No. And what's funny, so you mentioned you listen without the sound off. I was listening with the sound on uh, this night, and it sounded like there was a fucking demon on commentary. It was like the devil that, like, New Japan has like created a pact with was like on you know to keep like people together. See, this is why I hate. I wish I knew what, what he was saying because I would. I'm so interested. His voice was just so distinctive. I wish I knew who it was. Yeah. I, I, I didn't Google it. I didn't do my homework. But uh, yeah, he sounded. It was rough. Uh, it was the first match of the night. Really set the tone. Nagata did not win. Abushi went over. You could tell how appreciative Abushi was. Uh, shook his hand. There's a handshake that Nagata may or may not remember, but Abushi will. Right. Um, and um, next night, we've got Okada versus Evil. Uh, we touched on this one a little bit. And Omega versus Juice. And then Elgin versus Suzuki. So Suzuki uh, jobs to Elgin. Elgin's been putting on a great G1. Elgin is probably going to get a Neverweight Championship match. He should. Um, Omega Friend and Juice 
He's going to have a U.S. championship match. He Evil should. and Okada. He's going to have a IWGP heavyweight champ. He should. Yeah. Yeah, there you were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure. was just waiting for it. He should. No, he, he no, should. He should. And, um, I was just going to say something else, but go ahead. No, yeah, so Okada was undefeated. Kenny has a loss. Juice is already eliminated. Uh, they're playing up that knee injury, like JCB said. Uh, we got an one-wing angel to a cradle uh, that, like I said, had the biggest pop of the entire G1 for me. Yeah, easily. And then Okada Evil. It's almost unbelievable that Evil was even in this match based on how fucking concussed he looked. You yeah, know, right I was before that. Say, yeah, the, never, the match before that was uh, obviously with Kenny Omega. And he, like I said, he looked out on his feet, came back and had another good match with Okada. Uh, I guess it was two days afterwards. Yeah, I mean, he did that Darkness Falls on a pile of chairs outside. That. See, that's what I'm talking about. No way. And the cool Still. thing is, the story was Okada was just too cocky. He hit the fucking Rainmaker yeah. and. It was, you know, it was he didn't pin him. He was just too cocky. Moving along because we were running out of time. Uh, night fifteen, we got Tanahashi versus Ishi. You got the Smug Ace versus the Pitbull. Every time Tanahashi like goes to be cocky and kind of do his like guitar Christ strumming, strumming Ishi's yeah. just like you know <laughs> there with a lariat. Uh, great match. Go ahead and watch it for yourself. And then night sixteen, we got Eagle ver- or sorry Elgin versus Evil, which was great. But Okada versus Suzuki. Uh, which go and watch that match, especially the last like 10 minutes of it. Okada's na- neck is all taped up. He looks like shit. They do these wonderful exchanges, like these really stiff striking exchanges. For sure. Um, ends in a draw because they both just beat the, the fucking shit out, shit out, of, each out of each other. Uh, so now at this point, we are at Naito and Tanahashi going to be wrestling tonight. JCB will be tweeting that live here in yeah, just a couple buddy. hours. They're both tied to 12, so whoever wins takes That's the A block. At BFR, BFR JCB. <laughs> <laughs> and and the B block, we've got Okada Omega, which we knew was going to happen, but we didn't know the stakes were going to be this fucking high, or maybe we didn't. Uh, oh, you knew. Omega needs the win because he has 12 points. Okada advances even with a draw because he has 13, 13 points. points. So uh, we're looking at a potential uh, Naito Okada, Naito Omega, Tanahashi Okada, Tanahashi Omega. Four best guys left in the tournament, and it's going to be three great nights of wrestling. Any of them will be great. Yeah. And that's going to be the end of our three count. Hey, guys, I didn't have any soul taco this week, did you? Uh, we I went two weeks ago with uh, my boy Brian Barons. Shout out to Brian Barons. Big show, what's up? Uh, we were talking some BFR business, and I told him, well, he actually was like, no, I've never been to soul taco. He's like, dude, meet me at soul taco on Monday. At like whatever it was like five five thirty went in banged up a couple burritos and they had never been there before. So Did you get the succulent chicken, the delicious spicy pork? <laughs> no, I went with the uh, the standby. I went with the steak. He got the uh, the chicken burrito. Did you bang it like intravenously? <laughs> I Man. banged it like it owed me some money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Holocaust and heroin. Jesus Christ, guys. Hey, uh, this is the perfect time to plug Soul Taco, a friend of the show. Uh, are they are a sponsor, a band from Ringside. Uh, they have spots in Columbia, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri on the U-City Loop, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. They have uh, food trucks, two of them, traveling around the metro area. So if you guys are interested in some delicious Korean fusion, uh, Korean-Mexican fusion food, I guess oh, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, I would definitely throw Mexican in Check it. them out. They are S. E-O-U-L Taco. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Twitter. Friend of the show. Sponsor. Check them out. A lot of talk about Korea lately. I wish I was eating it right now. (laughs) 
I'm, yeah, right here. Sorry to Soul Taco. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, some other stuff to talk about. Um, let's go with uh, the Shield reunion stuff. Uh, Rollins fought Sheamus, and uh, Rollins started taking a beating at the hands of Sheamus and Cesaro, uh, and Ambrose didn't come out. Good. And they beat the shit out of him. Uh, cold blooded. No, is that look? Hey, I'm I'm with Dean Ambrose on this one, man. If you fuck, and this is real life shit. If you fuck me over like that, we supposed to be boys, and you fuck me over like that, man. I take my sweet ass time coming to that ring. Good but for then him. we had Cesaro versus Dean Ambrose in a long match, almost a twenty minute match that uh, Ambrose ended up going over. Cesaro and Sheamus started beating the shit out of Ambrose, and then Rollins came down to make the save. At that time. Ambrose goes to give the fist bump to Rollins, and Rollins turns him down. So they are playing the long game here WWE is. I'm going to give it to creative. I was legit heated about that. I was, too. I was mad. mad. I was, mad, I was mad, ready why? for them to get back together right there. Yeah. No, no. They, they, for once, they're doing a, a storyline right. They're, when I got mad, that's how I knew it was right. No, this is the slow burn. You, you can't be... They were brothers. I mean, that was the whole point of... Well, I guess it was two weeks ago when Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins was in the ring and they had the the, the promo where he was like, he turned around and was like, if you, you just want to hit me with the chair, then hit me and get it over with. Right. Before that, Dean Ambrose was like, look, we are we were brothers. You know, we were so close, blah, 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 blah. We were and brothers, you, Anakin. Right. <laughs> Good reference. So then... You can't just all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks later, he didn't come out and save uh, Seth Rollins when he was getting beat down. Dean Ambrose would do what most people would do. You got to prove it to me over and over and over again. So we are we whatsoever. are getting this match at SummerSlam, though, right? Yeah. So they're waiting until the week before SummerSlam to make the match. Yeah, because I was going to oh, say it hasn't it, been made. It hasn't been made yet. Has not been made. Wow. Yet. Out yeah. of all the matches that have been made for SummerSlam, <laughs> which there are plenty. This Half is, of which this I don't even give a fuck about. That, uh, I don't give a fuck about a lot of them, to be honest. Yeah, that's kind of scary. This is this might be a long Speaking summer of matches that I don't give a shit about, Uh-oh. we got Cass versus <laughs> Show ding, 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 ding. with, uh, with uh, what's-his-face, Enzo. Yo, boy. Suspended in a shark cage above the ring. Now, you can't fit between those bars? <laughs> no shit. But, um... I've heard that this is a rib backstage because Enzo's actually scared of heights. Oh, that's fucking great. Because he's been in some <laughs> some shit. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, banter, locker yeah, he's room got talk. backstage heat. He's got backstage heat. That's pretty good. What he's is scared the story? of heights for real? I heard he's scared of heights, and that's why they're putting him in the shark cage. Apparently, from what I've read, it's, it's basically boiling down to him not uh, observing locker room rules. He brings guests back, and... They're taking pictures backstage, which is like the cardinal rule number two. No, no, you can't do it. You can't interact with the wrestlers. You can't take backstage pictures. Yeah, but if he's scared of heights, he's scared of heights, man. You can't put him in a shark cage. Fuck that. That's man, no. That's time, what you do. One time I went on the swings at Six Flags like 
four years ago? Like, have you been oh, on the, the swings? That's that, the real yeah, high yeah, ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck that. It was awful. <laughs> no. I mean, it was legitimately awful. It feels like that bad boy was snapped. You like my wife kept trying the- to touch my arm, and I was like, "Get the fuck off!" Like, Why'd you make me come up here? But I'm like, Don't sure, fucking touch. Me. I'm sure there were guys that were like really scared of snakes. And whenever Jake the Snake was hey, looking at that shit, look at it, got right here, man. I cannot stand snakes. I can't stand heights, man. That's the two biggest fears in the world. I would hop in a. Pit full of snakes rather than get on the Six Flags swings again. <laughs> That's true. 100%. No, nah, give me the swings, man. Shit, I'll just have to be screaming. You've never like been no up bitch. in them. You've never. No, nah, you ain't screaming. No, it was I'll terrible. Be, look, I'll scream like a bitch before I jump into a, a pit full of snakes. You kidding me? Fuck that. It can be a little nasty gardener snakes. I'm not fucking with them either. That's a bad dream of mine. <laughs> All right. It looks like we're getting Cena versus Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. Another, womp, another womp. match with tons of great. Great uh, s- story behind it. Yeah, because they just plapped it together. See this one. Ooh, <laughs> the problem with this, <laughs> because I'm getting that reputation. All I do is yell. Hold so on, I'm gonna chill hold out on, for a hold second. Hold on, hold on. This is banned from ringside. I'm just gonna chill for a second. I'm going to relax. Not get, not fall into the same old ABM trap. That's angry black man. For those who don't know. I get uh, it. Trust me, we know. I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You gotta have some. You gotta have John Cena on the card. I, you gotta have. I guess you gotta have Baron Corbin on the card. Neither guy has a dance partner. But there's gonna be a lot of people now that we you really start to think about that that doesn't have a dance partner. Charlotte's the number one face of uh, the women's division. She's not gonna be on the card. Becky Lynch is not gonna be on this card. Sami Zayn's not gonna be on this card. There's plenty of guys that are going to be on the outside looking in. I just think this is just one of those times where they were like, well, we we got John Cena. I guess we got to put him on the card. Who are we going to put him with? Well, Baron Corbin smacking it. That came after the uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match. So uh, I'm sure everybody else knows it. But at the time, I didn't see it until, I guess, the next day, Wednesday. I think not having Charlotte on the card is a like a real that's – a, that's a real bummer. Because to what? me, to me, she's the best woman wrestler we've ever had. What are you going to do with her? I mean – you got to put her in a title match. Why is she not on the Nat, card? Nat, Natty, des- Natty deserves a title match before Charlotte. Charlotte is well accomplished. Barf. Is that really what you think? She deserves this title match for what? For then what? Natty versus Charlotte. We haven't gotten in the, off of Naomi yet. She's what wrestled three times against Lana, squashed her twice, and oh, made her shit. tap out another time. Okay, I'm sorry, but Charlotte doesn't need the title. Uh, Becky Lynch. Natty, either or, I'm cool with. My job is to not go back in time and correct what they should have done. My job <laughs> is to tell you what would be the coolest right now. And Charlotte needs to be on the card. Charlotte is getting prepped for Ronda Rousey. I can see that. Well, that, I hope so. I that, hope so that's that's going to be their big... I hope ro- she goes over, too. Uh, yeah, she's going over. That's going to be a WrestleMania match. Don't be surprised at that point if Charlotte has the title at that point. I'm not worried about Charlotte. Charlotte's going to be back on top before you know it. Build other stars. Usos New Day. The Usos came out and beat uh, Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger, which was a pretty cool little eight minute match. Which I I don't mind. I don't mind having the tag team or the tag team champ contenders going over two guys that aren't doing anything right now that can make them look good. I Plus, it's like the first time they've tagged that we've seen. So I mean, no, you can the, they, kayfabe boil it down to them not having chemistry, even though it's a super fun tag team. No, they yes. they've, uh, they tagged a couple times t- beforehand in NXT. No, uh, on the main roster, Sami Zayn and uh, Ty Dillinger. On TV? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guy. I don't think so. Smartest black guy in the room. I'm telling you right now, it's happened on TV. Bada boom. <laughs> I mean, if you say so, it, I don't no, think I, that's it, never happened on TV. It's it has happened on TV. They won on TV. It's they're just not been together long. Okay, so I don't want to get into another one of these things, but I write down everything that happens on SmackDown and Raw since we've been doing the podcast. So you're looking at my notebook right now. I can go through the entire notebook and tell you every match that's happened on Raw and SmackDown okay, just, since we've been doing the podcast. This I'm is our fourth, this is our fourteenth episode. Just admit that the black man is right. No, JCB's like I watched Saturday Night Main Event. (laughs) Oh wait, oh it happened on Main Event. Ah, It happened on Superstars. (laughs) Just admit that I am right. It's okay. It's okay. Do I have to go back? You can go back as far as you want to, boy, boy. You are fake news, sir. (laughs) All right, so the Usos. The Usos beat Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger. You had a larger point that we were talking about earlier, which I liked. Yeah, I don't like that the New Day came out, ambushed the Usos after their promo, and did a three-on-two ambush with a chair to beat up the Usos. That is not babyface behavior. Here's the problem. When was it when they lost the titles to Sheamus and Cesaro? Your biggest complaint was that they never get serious. They take everything too light. Okay, so now we we're pissed off. As re- well you should be. No, I'll refer to my notes again. I took the note that said show's mean side. You can look at my notes right there. I was happy about them showing their mean side. I was happy. No, you're right. You're absolute. Now, okay. now I'll admit the black guy in the room is right. <laughs> That's the first time. You're going to have to make it a second time in a you're, room. You're exactly right because I was happy that they actually were pissed off that they got jumped. Okay, the so- worst part was he didn't take off his unicorn hat when the Pledge no. of Allegiance started. <laughs> That's what Bill's real upset about. <laughs> Can't argue with that, man. These colors don't run. Anyway, I'm looking forward to Usos New Day. That's a SummerSlam That's worthy be, match. Yeah, it's probably going to be one of the matches, if not the match of the night. And I'm going to hate to see this end because now you're pretty sure New Day is going to win. Where do you go? They don't. There's not. I hope I mean, they a, don't. I hope they don't. I they, hope they just got the belts back, man. I, know, I mean, you I don't want to play patty cake with the belts. That's one time I hope that the flip flop happens and we can just kind of forget that small little rain. That's I one agree. I hope that happens. I agree. Yeah, I hope the Usos get it back. The Usos are doing the work of their lives, man. There's no question. It's about Work great. of their careers. They're There's awesome. No about it. They but, are great but, deals. Okay, but can we now give New Day a little credit? A little credit. No, they're finally no. working with a worthy opponent that's making them look better, and then they go out and act like heels. Oh my! I don't God. just like New Day. I'm, I'm with you. I you like New Day. You are tripping. Your New Day hatred oozes out of you. It's okay, Bill. Give them credit. They're they're talented in the ring. Did we not say a week ago that Kofi Kingston and um, what's his face Xavier Woods have the one of their best matches as a tag team because they, you, they usually yeah, don't they even didn't. wrestle as a they tag didn't. team. They didn't. Give them credit, man. I believe Bill tweeted New Day more like Jew Day. <laughs> I saw it. I don't even know what's going on with this guy tonight. <laughs> this say, you letting this man like, run off the rails. That's what's up. I don't know what's going on. You know what it is? Sam's back. So now we, we, we've been go, gone without him for like two weeks. So we, we've been running kind of a little rump ramp. Yeah, let's try that again. You can cut that out. Running a little rough shot. <laughs> I think it's more of this delicious bottle of Pinot Noir. I think it is too, man. All right. Uh, you know, speaking of black guys that I like, Jason Jordan. White dad. Right. Uh, is Jason Jordan, he's taking on the Miz for the belt. At I don't think the, so. 
So the belt, so the intercontinental belt will it, not it, be. It, it could be very possible that Miz is not on this show. Uh, that would be. Why? Why does Jason Jordan deserve an intercontinental championship? Nepotism. Yes, is that. Well, then, then push that angle. Then push the angle. Affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me shit. We all just did a shield bump on that one. <laughs> it's affirmative action. Damn, we'll go push the black guys for once. There's, in kayfabe, there's no reason for Jason Jordan to, to, to earn an IC championship. He hasn't pinned Miz. All he's done is suplex him around. All right, before we go, we don't have very much time left. Um, thoughts on the Strowman-Roman um, last man standing match? I know people like, you know, it's getting old, it's getting old. I thought it was a good match. Again, you throw Joe into this to create this anything can happen scenario for Fatal 4-Way, which it can happen because there are no rules. There's nothing that can't be done. Joe did what Joe was supposed to do. Brock came out, did what he was supposed to do earlier, set that up. This was the basically the cherry on top of the cake. Joe did what he was supposed to do, come out and look as formidable as he can be for two minutes. Yeah, I just jumped you. You got to look, you got to be looking around your shoulder. Your head's got to be on the swivel because that's what it's going to be in two weeks. Two beer. Yeah, I thought exactly the same. I was actually kind of mad about this match whenever I saw it happen or saw it was going to happen. And the office chair spot was super fun. He fucking hurled that office chair yeah. at Roman Reigns. Yeah, but that looked familiar though, though. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I say, just so happened and it happened the night before in Japan and all of a sudden it comes over here to America. Yeah. No, I, I caught that too. And I, I kinda popped for it. And then Joe coming out was was really fun. I like how Strowman's been booked to me since I've been watching wrestling again, you know, the last couple of years, taking a long break from my childhood. Strowman's about the closest thing to Kane that I've seen, like how Kane was booked back in the Attitude Area, where as soon as he comes out, you're like, oh, fuck, what is this guy going to do? Right. He's going to destroy everybody in his path. Right. I like that a lot. And I'm I'm really looking forward to, outside of the very mediocre mid-card shit going on at SummerSlam that I'm not looking forward to drudge through, yeah. I'm looking forward to the main event. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, the Strowman-Roman match was really good. Joe interfering made sense. I would have liked seeing Brock come down, but I understand why he didn't because they're trying to keep Brock off in the other universe like they always do. Um, before we get to the history of uh, wrestling on this day, I have, I'm have i going to name two matches, and you have to tell me if you give a shit or you don't. Just a yes or no. Uh, Wyatt Balor, do you give a shit, Jason? No. No. Orton Rusev, do you give a shit? Fuck no. <laughs> no. I'll say Rus- yes on that one. It's got Rusev. Who can- Both matches. Oh, my oh God. God. That's yeah, not what I do. Yes, it's I got Rusev in that. it. That's Jesus, definitely. I'm thank sorry. you. Put it on the God team. Put it on I'm the sorry. team. Who gives a shit about Rusev? I really didn't mean to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week in history, uh, it was a big week for... Uh, black champions in what? wrestling, uh, especially black champions named Ron. Ron Simmons went over Vader to become the WCW champion 25 years ago. Shout out to Florida State. Ron Killings went over Ken Shamrock uh, to become the NWA sh- champion what 15 the- years ago. What? I don't know, man. That's what, what, the, that's what it told me. Uh, on the 100th episode of Nitro, Lex Luger went over Hogan for the belt. That was 20 years ago. And it was like a two-day reign. It was 
It was really short. Like a six-day reign. I think he lost it on the next next pay-per-view, which was that Sunday. Uh, Speaking of short reigns, um, Cena Batista won the tag titles against Legacy nine years ago and lost it back on the next Raw. Does anybody remember? I know Zach probably doesn't, but do you remember Cena and Batista becoming tag team champions together? No. Didn't last very long. Clearly. Uh, In Hulk Hogan's final match in WWE before he came back, he beat Yokozuna, uh, or won by disqualification 24 years ago. McMahon came back from the dead 10 years ago. I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Dean, the man of a thousand holds, Malenko, and also a very special happy birthday to the love of my life. My wife, my valet, has her birthday tomorrow on August 11th, I'd say. Oh, I'd like right. to say, happy birthday, baby. Love birthday. you. I she, think she's more your manager. She doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> she probably does. Happy birthday. She does, I'd like to yeah. throw it out there. Hey, yeah, do it now. Uh, hey, everybody. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. We know there's lots of podcasts to listen to. Uh, I'd like to thank Shock City Studios. I'd Check. like to shake. thank Sam the Engineer. Check. Chris Denman. Check. Free Play Media Check. for Jason Cornelius Bell for I Two will- Beers Zach. I am Bill Vagie, and everybody, don't be heels.